Welcome to the Media Navigators, brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Belinda Barker and I'm the Chief Executive. Today we're going to be talking about digital transformation and in particular the impact of um, blockchain on um, our sector. Um, digital has changed everything for people working, anyone working in the marketing industry. Um, every year it seems to evolve faster and faster. Um, about three years ago, I met um, Amir Malik, who we're going to be talking to this morning. Um, Amir was in, uh, at the time, in a new role uh, at Accenture, uh, and he attended or was speaking at uh, uh, an event the World Media Group was hosting in Paris. Um, one of the things that really struck me was Amir's enthusiasm um, and his ability to articulate really difficult concepts in, in very simple ways that even an idiot such as myself could understand. Um, and, and particularly uh, kind of the, the ramifications of what blockchain could do for the whole world around us. Now, this was all kind of three or four years ago, and, and a lot of it was still very conceptual at that point in time. Um, but since then, we have moved on significantly. And I really wanted to pick up that conversation um, with Amir today um, to see where, where we were going and particularly what, what the direct implications were for our industry over the next couple of years. Um, I'm joined also today by uh, Daniel Dredd um, from the Financial Times, um, who, like me, is not a blockchain expert. Um, and we're going to be talking together with uh, Amir, hopefully asking the questions that you, you would be asking yourself um, if you were here. Firstly, I'd like to welcome Danny Aldrich, who's the Global Advertising Director for the Financial Times. Welcome, Danny. Thank you, Belinda. Nice to have me. Thank you very much. Brilliant. And uh, welcome to Amir Malik, who is um, the Digital Marketing Expert at Accenture Interactive. Welcome, Amir. Thank you, Belinda. Um, real pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm grateful for, for having me on. Brilliant. And are you well? Have you been, um, you know, have you been coping through COVID? Uh, I am. I am well. Uh, I am happy to say that. I think I actually have had uh, had COVID, although I haven't had an antibody test. Uh, we all have in my house. But equally, um, just uh, I guess for me, writing off 2020 and seeing how it all unfolds as we enter 2021, basically. Yeah, I can only echo that, Amir. I think uh, 2020 for all of us is uh, non-existent and we're hoping to bounce from 2019 to 21. Yeah. Thankfully, all are well in my household, uh, although I am getting slightly tired of working from home and miss, miss mixing with colleagues, um, particularly from a social point of view. But all well, thank you, Belinda. Um, yeah, I, Amir, um, 
it's very clear that you are uh, the fault leader in the um, blockchain from an advertising point of view. Um, and I know that you live and breathe um, the world of blockchain, how that feeds into the advertising ecosystem. But for a lot of our listeners, um, I think the understanding of how blockchain works and what it really does is not as clear as it may be. And I wondered if we could just start with you giving us a very simplistic view of how blockchain works. Well, firstly, thank you for those, uh, those accolades. Um, I think uh, there are many sort of blockchain leaders uh, out there. I think what I've done is, is try to focus on its development within the advertising context. Um, and I really am trying to be at the forefront there where possible. Um, I do think the advertising industry is moving slowly, but it is picking up at the same time. Um, in terms of explaining blockchain, it's a good question. I will avoid going into centralized, decentralized, public, private ledgers uh, and try to give a simplistic explanation, which is the way to think about um, blockchain is first of all to conceptually think about how we record events, um, how we record information, um, and that a blockchain uh, event or record is an immutable record. It is a way of um, either concealing, containing, um, or creating information that can't be altered or changed um, and is heavily encrypted um, and hard to deconstruct or to hack effectively. Um, and even with the onset of quantum computing, it should keep um, it should keep records of information that exists as sort of digital data assets um, intact and impenetrable to any nefarious or uh, ill-intentioned uh, uh, means. And there's various different blockchain um, entities which are built with this conceptual framework in mind. And, and it's basically bringing heavily encrypted um, assets of information uh, into, a, into a space that can be centralized or decentralized, but ultimately can, cannot be changed. And that's why it's got very good use cases when it comes to um, financial services, money, health records, um, uh, provenance. So, you know, keeping the security and, and the history around, uh, you know, antiques, uh, high value products, um, as well as um, tracking the movement of, 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 uh, of money. Um, and I think that's where advertising gets really interesting. So it's really interesting, the um, different types of industries that you talk about there, because um, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that um, blockchain originally was synonymous with um, cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, for me, it, it's really interesting to um, understand how you see blockchain technology working in that media world. What is it that yeah. you think it will do that um, we currently don't have? It's a, it's a great, great question. I think I'd like to start out by just making a comment on cryptocurrency, right? So nobody can really be, um, can have a, a, I guess, a scaled interest in, in Bitcoin specifically, 
but I will declare myself as a believer in Bitcoin. <laughs> um, and for that, I'd say that if you look at Bitcoin, what it's done is um, it's really shown the power of um, of, of, of digital uh, and, 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 and how disruptive digital will be to, you know, our entire uh, human existence, right? And, and the way that we've built our, our trade industry, our principles of trade, our principles of currency. Um, and COVID is going to accelerate that because nobody, you know, people will become less and less comfortable with cash, which became a promissory for gold, um, and, and there's just essentially paper and coins. Um, and I think if you look at Bitcoin specifically, um, just all the variables of Bitcoin, if we, if we talk about the whole cryptocurrency, the Ponzi scheme aspect of spinning up a crypto, selling it for 0.0001 cents, and then it being valued at five cents, but it's just made somebody $100 million. Literally, that is what's happening as we speak. Um, Bitcoin specifically, there's a finite volume. You can, you're basically investing in a digital currency uh, or asset, um, which is more akin to a precious gem. So if you look, when typically there's wars or revolutions, gold rises, precious metals rise in their value because currency could change. What we're seeing is that Bitcoin is also rising and um, finite volume, it can be invested in in a fragmented way. So you can own a Satoshi, which is 0.0001 Bitcoin. Um, it's got three trajectories, right, possible outcomes. It either declines to nothing. It stays the same value that it is forever, which is unlikely because it's, uh, it's fluctuating. Or it rises. And because there's only now 16 million left, and you've got the likes of the Rothschilds, uh, Goldman Sachs uh, invested in Bitcoin and trying to hold Bitcoin. Um, my theory is is that it's going to continue to rise uh, over a spectrum of peaks and troughs, but naturally going up. So if if you've got if 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 a Bitcoin is about eight thousand pounds, and that's that's great, equal to or less than three percent of your um, your total net worth. I would recommend you own a Bitcoin. And, and it's great because if you can't own a whole one, a bit of one through Coinbase, because it will introduce you to the blockchain industry. You'll understand what's going on. You'll take an interest in that and you'll upskill yourself. Equally, if it rises, um, and if you listen to some of the fingers to over 100 grand per Bitcoin, which is not inconceivable. I'm telling you, if the only one values my opinion, it's not inconceivable that five to 10 years from now, a Bitcoin could be equal in value to a hundred grand or to a million, million dollars. Can I Literally. just, can I jump in yeah. a sec? Because I work for the FT and I think we now need disclaimers on uh, um, <laughs> investments yes, can go up right. and down. This is, mere, <laughs> this is also an Amir Malik opinion, which I yeah. do share widely, but it's not reflective of any company. Um, yeah. but, I, but I would say that, look, the thing about Bitcoin now making it more relevant is if we take out a contract together and we invest and we write that to um, a ledger, a blockchain ledger, or, 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 or um, we record that within a blockchain, um, nobody can change that record. It is there permanently and it's immutable. Meaning that 
if you then track multiple events and multiple transactions, you can see the history of a single Bitcoin fragment, right? Whether it be in terms of the, the, the actual value of it or whose hands is it exchanged? Which wallets has it passed through? And when you, when you think about that and you say, oh, hold on a second. Well, the real difficulty with money is, is it goes into this gray area and it becomes gray money. Even in the advertising industry, you know, you know gray money is when, when clients give money to media agencies, um, they pay it into uh, a, a repository or a bank account that could be in Switzerland, it could be in the Netherlands, it could be in Ireland. Um, those, that money that goes into that bank account isn't the same actual cash that's been spent on media by the media agencies because they, the, 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 the publishers invoice the media agencies for the expenditure of those advertising dollars, but that comes from a different bank account to where the, advertising, the advertiser deposited their money to the media agency. So this leads to some interesting dynamics around the flow of cash in the advertising value chain. Some of it is, I guess... Is, 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 you know what, it, it's not illegal, it's not actually a bad thing, it's about being opportunistic and about maximising returns as a, as, as, a, as a part of the advertising value chain. But where it gets problematic is when you can't answer for it and you can't explain where the ad dollars go in. And this is where blockchain plays a role. So if we were to take one of the main blockchain um, uh, entities and say, well, you're going to help us in the advertising industry track programmatic spend, just programmatic, um, working through the SSPs, the DSPs, the advertiser, the agencies, um, to see what actually happens to that dollar. What is the breakdown of that dollar, right? Well, you, doesn't, you don't need to commission a very expensive audit. You don't need to commission, you know, whoever to come in and, and check that. Right. And, and I don't really want to make a career personally out of auditing that dollar, blah, blah, blah. You just want to have an efficient process that reveals it. Blockchain gives us that opportunity. And it's the... Go on. Just for the listeners, could you just explain exactly how that works? Right. So if you think for a second, right, and if we're talking to an industry-specific audience who, who understands digital marketing, an advertiser, let's take it from the beginning... Big company X uh, has $100 million to spend in advertising. They spend $50 million in digital. $50 million is then spent through all these digital platforms and ad tech vendors. And that $50 million is reaching publishers who are selling ad space and opportunities to show that brand to audiences. But in reality, what happens is, is a large chunk of that $50 million is going into tech fees, people fees, um, agency fees, plugins and third-party data fees. Um, and you can't really understand how the publishers are being paid for that opportunity. You can't really determine what is the split of that 50 million across these different entities. PwC's recent report highlights that 15% of it is unaccounted for. Um, and that actually all the fees are varied. So how do you drive more automation and more consistency um, 
is by actually being able to track as the money leaves entity A, which is the advertiser, and ends up in entity D, which is the publisher, what's happening at the B junction and the C junction? What's happening in terms of that money going out? Um, And we will never really be able to understand that without people opening up their books, which is very difficult to demand, or a, a technology solution, which is blockchain, that just is accessible and immutable and records every transaction event along that daisy chain of advertising. And How far are we off being able to do that? So the, there are a few complexities. You have the... Um, I'd say there's three. I'd start with the technology one, which is the volume of exchange requests across multiple publishers, multiple platforms, multiple advertising instances. If we're all looking at our phone, on average, 120 times a day, right, literally lifting up our phone, that's leading to RSI in our, our hands, um, <laughs> we, we are generating opportunities for advertising constantly. And once you've got a billion people in Africa on the light on their phone in any given hour, another billion in India, another billion in whatever, Europe, all live at the same time on their phone, you've got three billion ad opportunities. Once they move through pages, that becomes nine billion on free page views. Um, multiple ads, you know, it all starts to add up. You've got a high volume of um, requests that will be made against any blockchain. Blockchain needs to evolve to be able to deal with those volume of requests. That's, that's the technology um, uh, challenge that we need to overcome. And if you speak to different blockchain entities, from Ether um, to Stellar, uh, you know, they, they will promise you that, that they can cope with that. But I think the jury's still out on it. Um, and I say that reserve in a reserved way because I know some of my friends that work in blockchain think that they're nailing it, and I, I want them to be successful. But we still need to get a clear um, a conclusion that that's possible technologically. Then you've got the legal framework, right? So as we move different markets, different geographies, advertising spend is going through different geos, different platforms. Um, some of those have very strong protective legal principles that stop the disclosure of ad spend. And some don't, right? So there's inconsistency in our industry. Um, but what you can't argue against is that the advertiser who, who, is, who, has, who owns that money, that money that's been used to fund our industry, they have the right to know. They at least have the right to know, right? So it doesn't need to be for public consumption, but the advertiser themselves has the right to know, and legally they need to achieve that. And that leads me to the third area, which is philosophically, I think, the mentality of ad tech owners, ad tech vendors, many of our advertising industry leaders, it's not that they're against blockchain. I just don't think they're exposed enough to accept this yet. And therefore, that will lead to some delays. The risk is, you know, a hyper-successful platform, a TikTok or somebody like that, just introduces it and says, as part of our service, 
you see exactly the flow of the ad dollar as an advertiser, you see the fee, and here you go. It's all on a plate. And at that point, I think if you're a rational CMO who knows you can reach the right audience and can have transparency every ad spend, if you don't think that as a CMO, your CFO is going to think that, your CEO is going to think that, and they're going to say, spend more with them. And that's where I think we're heading as people move into digital platforms. If I understand you correctly, Amir, does that does that is that reliant on the main players in that ecosystem all embracing the technology? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. If the, you know, it's funny because you see these articles about big platforms disclosing their fee on average, etc. Um, if you accelerate the rate of human intelligence evolving you just know that we're going to be living in more of a transparent world right so we're just either just trying to delay right the inevitable um but you can't stop the waves in the ocean so i think absolutely um it needs to be embraced by the platforms um but you know people are too stuck in the day-to-day to realize that i mean those that's why blockchain enthusiasts are seen as these weird and wacky um, people by by many industries, but ultimately it will disrupt every industry, right? Including advertising. That is an inevitability. So it's, I think for, for most, it's probably clear how how that would work in the programmatic environment. Yes. So which yeah. would mean that um, the bigger DSPs and SSPs and the bigger exchanges all needing to employ this technology as well as advertiser and media owner at yeah. both ends, but. Um, how else do you see it playing out across um, non-programmatic channels? Can, can it work in those environments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you look, right, well, if, you, uh, if you're a typical publisher, you probably spend a lot of money, a lot of effort and, and, and people hours on trying to stand up an order management system. And you probably still haven't got it correct anyway, right? So operative or, you know, anything, Salesforce, um, and We've had several in the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, I remember, you know, some of my, my old uh, colleagues trying to install that at, at globally recognized publishers and platforms and still trying to fix it today. But the idea is, is that in a non-programmatic environment, those order management systems can write down or can record all the input and entries to a blockchain. So you can keep a queryable database of that, that, those orders um, in, in the blockchain. So let's say, for example, you've got a contract with a rebate attached with an agency that's been executed directly on behalf of an advertiser. All those components, including the rebate, can be written into the blockchain. Wow. And that is, does that mean that we stop rebates? No, I don't, I don't think that needs to be the outcome, right? There are negotiation um, features that make trans, you know, trading fun, right? An industry that people want to work in. But blockchain doesn't need to prevent us from doing that, right? E.g., how can I create incentives for you to spend more, right? How can I get that competitive advantage? What we need to avoid is people taking money unknowingly, right? Or, or um, in, in, in the ignorance of, of the entities involved, involved, right? We need to be more 
inclusive in that discussion. But it doesn't mean we can't do clever things and it doesn't mean it can't be written to blockchain. So when some big things need to shift, but you, you know, it, it, you're, it's sounding to me like this is five years out, 10 years out. Yeah. Is that- I mean, somebody asked me two years ago, would blockchain be live in advertising? And I think I went, I really believe so. And obviously I was wrong. Um, and it's just one of those things that you keep saying, you know, those questions about, is, is it three years away, is it five years away? You keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then three years from now, you're sort of having the same conversation until enough people believe in it. So I think the reality is that elements of the blockchain can help the advertising industry today. The question around whether that's going to happen isn't a technology question, it's a human question. Um, and whether people decide to to do it or to take it on board. And I can't answer that question. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think COVID actually is going to rapidly accelerate the digitization of all industries. Whereas before, a third of your revenue, if you're a retailer, was coming from an online channel. In, in, in By 2022, two-thirds of it will be, right? Or even like, you know, four-fifths of it will be online. And that's just a fact because the real estate, commercial real estate industry is going to be severely impacted by COVID. So does that mean then as it gets more digital, tracking becomes more important? We can't have this murky digital environment which um, which we've had for so long. We need to have much more uh, certainty around how we record events and record information. And that's where blockchain will play that role. I'm, I'm very conscious of time, Amir, but I've, I've, yeah. got, I've got one question and it's not, it's not a quick one to answer. Um, Go on. From what you're explaining, I've learned I've learned a huge amount. Um, I've certainly learned a huge amount around how blockchain works. I've certainly got the feeling um, how it would be employed across the ad industry. Um, I've also learned that you're a heavy investor in Bitcoin. But, um, <laughs> but to, to me, when I play this this whole ecosystem through, what there are implications right to the agencies, to the tech vendors, and very probably to the auditing companies, one of which you obviously work for. Um, what, what do you see those implications being? Well, the first thing I clarify, and, and it's amazing, right, Danny, says everybody thinks that Accenture is not everywhere. And most people actually, um, I guess by a, a repercussion of PR, believe that Accenture is an auditing business. We're not, we're not an auditing business, um, we don't, you know, so if you look at the big four, you look at PwC, EY, um, KPMG, they audit um, right from your taxes, your finances, etc. Accenture actually don't do that. But Accenture are very, um, very early on pivoted to sort of being a technology-focused professional services company. And so that's the clarity I'd get. We get typecasted with that audit badge. So you've given me an opportunity just to offer that clarity, which I'm grateful for. Thank you. Um, but you're right in a sense that, and, and just remind me, you know, what, what role does, do, do, do companies play, say, in terms of... Or in terms of well, yeah, so, so, so from what you're saying and the, the chain of events and the um, yeah. way in which you'll capture information and a, um, the movement of, of money 
as as you will, there's likely to be implication to auditing businesses, of which it yeah. isn't one. Um, yeah. There's likely to be implications to ad agencies. There's likely to be implications yes. to vendors. They're the ones that are obvious just through our conversation. Yeah. Those implications are likely to be. Well, massive, right? And so, and to distill that, if you look at what's happening in the audit uh, uh, industry, they're all getting into blockchain, right? So, so all of them are investing heavily in sort of hyperledger skills, etc. You know, your average um, hyperledger blockchain expert is probably one of the most expensive junior experts you could bring into your business if you wanted to contract them in, um, and that's because this is absolutely going to be how you know how how our infrastructure is governed blockchain will become the governing uh entity of our infrastructure in society when you think about that advertising 100% will be impacted everything will be impacted right it is very conceivable that our children's children will not be exchanging physical cash that is conceivable, right? So one to two generations. So therefore, all those businesses need to get in block to, into blockchain. Advertising um, will be one of the industries which will also, um, you know, digital currency specifically um, could be playing a very significant role in the far future. But recording into ledgers, you know, events, immutable records of transactions, right? will play a more nearer term role, right? And I think that that, that that will just be in the point when a, you know, a globally scaled platform decides to do it. And the second they decide to do it, the rest will fall in tandem with that. Um, and so they will all be moving their businesses around it. And the vernacular and lingo will change a bit as well of everybody that works in the industry, right? So it just will add, it will just be a cleaner environment for us, I think. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's where I see that change happening. So, yeah, definitely going to have repercussions on those businesses, the talent that they're going to invest in, the thinking that they're going to shape for the future. Um, and you just can't avoid that. And, I'm, and I, I am, I'm on, there are sides of the fence and there's being on the fence. And I'm not on the fence. I'm on a specific side. Um, and people will disagree with me and I'm okay with that, right? But um, I think it's got massive implications uh, for, for how we, we run our society let alone uh, just the advertising industry. Amir, that's absolutely fascinating. And I'm so annoyed that we have run out of time because I've got at least another 10 questions that I'd like to ask you. <laughs> Me too. I think there might be a part two. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That, that was what I was coming to. Do you think we can come back to you in a, in a, in a few weeks' time and, and have part two of this conversation? Yeah, definitely. This, the, and, 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 and the last point I'd leave you with, if we could leave a taster for that session, would yeah. be that um, advertising is increasingly being powered and fueled and productized around data and the relationship between data and uh, identity and blockchain is really fascinating. There is a massive convergence with the ad industry and customer data and data protection and, and data privacy. And that's where, you know, the blockchain role gets super fascinating in terms of how it impacts just not advertising so our much daily advertising lives. Advertising is being bought on totally corrupt data at the moment. Well, there you go. There you go. 
There you go. And then also, how can how can the individual have a role to play in that as well? And I'm going to stop myself from going into those topics, but I mean, that that to me is really more interesting. All right, look, I really want to thank you both for a fascinating conversation this morning. Um, and yeah, to be continued in the near future. So uh, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you so much, Amir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Amir. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Definitely. It's been a real pleasure. Um, look forward to speaking to both of you again. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Belinda. Thanks, Amir. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.